Hadouken! Hey there, enthusiasts. Welcome back to Hero Talk. I am your host, Judge Greg. Joining me today, I have Jeff and Jen. Guys, welcome back to Hero Talk. Thank you. Thank you. All right, today's film is The Mask, and hopefully my recording doesn't just crash on itself like the last time we started this <laughs> podcast. But if it doesn't, then, hey, we've got a pretty good episode for you, because it's The Mask. And as always, Hero Talk is a spoiler podcast. Nothing is off the table. Everything is fair game. You've been warned. All right, so so for you, those of you listening at home, a little behind baseball, this is now like the third time we've tried to start this podcast. <laughs> I have deja vu. <laughs> so I am going to once again tell you what I think of this movie. <laughs> I don't want to say this again. I don't. I feel like we already got it out there, not ten minutes ago. But yet, here we are, about to tell you what I think of this film. <laughs> I really feel like the, the the first take was the best one, mm. so I don't know if I can top that. <laughs> but anyway, hey guys, did you know that I actually used to watch the cartoon of this show? No. I didn't know that. Well, you didn't know that? Because I totally told you that. Ten minutes, alright, yeah. So this is this is a, a situation where I, I had seen the cartoon long before I actually saw the movie. I don't think I even, I think the first time I saw this was probably a DVD. I don't even think I saw it in the oh, VHS wow. release. Yeah. I actually didn't know that. <laughs> I'm, I have to change it this time because I just can't say the same thing again. It's going to seem so disingenuous. Oh, that's very interesting. So I'm just going to I'm just going to say more. some I'm going to say some different stuff about it. So yeah, I actually didn't see this until a, a DVD release. Um, but I I did I saw the co- or the cartoon quite a bit. I never read the comic. Uh, did read a Batman or Joker mask crossover. Joker puts the mask on and then he kills a bunch of people. The comic was dark. It was very dark. Um. The movie was not, it was supposed to be dark. It was supposed to be like a, a slasher horror, almost. I mean, like a dark horror, but like the mask, it was supposed to be, he puts the mask on and he kills people. But uh, I guess maybe that didn't quite work, especially, you can't be as cartoony as this and then have Jim Carrey out there with like an axe cutting people in half. Yeah, that, no. That yeah. would seem yeah. wrong to me. He, he saved his dark turn for the cable guy and we all know how Jeez. that went down. <laughs> So did the comic come out before the movie? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah this I, was... I kind of had a sense that it was inspired by a comic, but I didn't know for sure. Yeah. Now I had no idea. I would say it was only maybe about ten years ago that I actually came across the comic book for the first time. So I had, hmm. I mean, I had no idea. So, yeah. uh, but anyway, um, so that was that's the mask. There's a little bit of old, little bit of new there in that that rundown. So Jen. <laughs> I'm dying to know because I have no idea. What did you think of the mask? <laughs> I'm going to shock you right now. Yeah. I I watched it when I was very young. I mean, I I want to say the year it came out, but I don't remember seeing seeing it in theater. So probably as soon as we could get our hands on a rental VHS, <laughs> I feel so old. Um, we yeah we watched it when I was young. My whole family loved it. I adored it as a young kid. I think. It was really appealing to me because there were certain aspects that were very cartoony. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to make the same reference as before. I adored Roger Rabbit. And I think, you know, again, as a kid, it's kind of cool to see something that has cartoon aspects in a yeah. live action world. So I really, really liked that a lot. It had been so long since I had seen it, though, that when I just recently watched it, it was kind of disappointing because it wasn't quite as lovable now um obviously jim carrey wasn't at his finest in the mask he's very very funny he can stand there and make me laugh but yeah not not my favorite of his um there was just the one joke that i cracked up at because 
again, it's been so long. There was one little joke in there that I loved because it would go over your head as a kid. Uh-huh. And that was, of course, when he pulls out a condom and goes, pulls sorry, wrong pocket. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so, yeah, that I right. got a really good laugh from that. Otherwise, I'm kind of disappointed in it now. Yeah. Now, now I heard that was ad-libbed, which really makes me kind of wonder, like, so did yeah. he just, like, pull a condom and, like, say, like, oh, I'm going to pull this <laughs> out when they're filming and be like, oops, and <laughs> see what they say, like... Uh-huh. I mean, I have a feeling that he probably works that way a lot, and a director that's directing Jim Carrey uh-huh. can probably expect anything. Yeah, I know I a know. lot of he the scenes have... with him and the dog were ad-libbed. Oh, mm. really? Yeah. Like, uh, there's one, the one in particular uh, is where, uh, the, when the, when he has all that cash and he's trying to hide and the cops are at his door and he's trying to hide yeah. the cash and the dog grabs the Frisbee, so he's, like, lifting the dog up and trying to get him to let go of the Frisbee and trying to hide the cash. Uh-huh. He's getting frustrated. The dog wasn't supposed to grab the Frisbee. Mm-mm. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the dog just did it and he just rolled with it and it's it's probably one of the, my favorite scenes in the movie. And I think because any time that you have Jim Carrey and a Jack Russell Terrier ad-libbing off each other, I, I think you have comedy gold quite frankly yeah. that's a lot of that's a lot of energy yeah that is that's a lot of energy jim i mean just think about what just happened there jim carrey and the jack russell terrier both went off script <laughs> and they just kept filming and magic was had and they, yeah and then that's what that's what they put in the film so i i don't wow. see how you could get any better than that yeah yeah all right jeff what do you think of the mask um, I, I did not see it in theaters. Um, I did see his other two movies that came out that year in the theater in Dumb and Dumber and Ace Ventura. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know whether you would have called, called this reaction cynical, but when I saw, when I saw the film advertised and I, I didn't know what term vehicle meant at the time, but I, I assumed that this was a vehicle that had been created specifically for Jim Carrey to play off his, you know, rubber faced Russian comic sort of reputation. And it it was just like, come on, <laughs> like, are you are you really just gonna build a character specifically to like you know make as much use of, of Jim Carrey's talents as, as possible at, at the expense of you know any real story or anything? I had no idea it was an actual property, an actual actual comic. Um, I. Um, I did. I did like the CGI quite a bit, and I liked the feel of uh, Edge City, uh, the sort of um, you know '40s type aesthetic to it. You know, where it was set in the modern day, but yeah, kind of well, like Keaton Batman. I love that aesthetic older. just in general, like the yeah, kind of the, yeah. the '90s as envisioned by the '60s. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and it, it kind of helped that there was uh, that sort of swing phase, popularity phase that was going on at that time in the '90s. I, I, oh, gosh. I'm sure that was. <laughs> no coincidence that uh, that they were kind of capitalizing on that mm-hmm. a little bit but uh yeah i i found it pretty tiresome to be honest and i and i still more or less feel the same years later um it's it's just too much jim carrey <laughs> you know like and i and i yeah. say that as a fan of his and and you know i was a big fan of ace ventura and that wasn't exactly a film where he was um you know <laughs> He wasn't exactly low energy and just fading yeah. into the background in that movie, but for some reason, for some reason, the uh, the humor here, which was a lot of uh, you know a lot of impressions and and silliness, uh, it wasn't that layered. It didn't work for me. Um, I, I and I found a lot of the musical scenes to be pretty corny too. I I do have to say though that twenty years later, I found the CGI that held up very well. Super, it, like, yes. I didn't I didn't yes. expect that. Uh, it, it, it's I can see why it was nominated for uh, effects awards because 
it, you know, when I when I consider that this film looks as good in terms of CGI as some films that are out now, that's pretty <laughs> that's pretty yeah. impressive. I mean, it's it's definitely dated, but at the same time, it's it's kind of a it's a scenario where it can look dated because if you think about it, the the mask is basically perpetuating old cartoons. So yeah. if it looks kind of dated and cartoony, that's how the mask would represent it. Yeah. At least that's what I tell myself. I don't know. <laughs> well, that makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not quite as timeless as Roger Rabbit, whereas, I mean, it's it's only been in the advent of HD TVs and 1080p and 60-inch televisions that I can even now start to see some of the uh, the, the the work behind the effects of Roger Rabbit. Whereas for this okay. one, I mean, it was... Um, what, what I did find interesting, though, is because I was looking for the CGI because apparently there was supposed to be, like, a lot more CGI in it. But as it turns out, Jim Carrey can just kind of behave like an animated character. <laughs> Yes, you can. know, so there was a lot of times where it was something was supposed to be CGI, and he just they just stuck with what Carrie did because yeah. it was it was better than anything they were going to be able to do digitally. I've also yeah. heard, and I don't know if this is completely confirmed or not, that when he had those giant fake teeth in while he has the mask on, mm. that that he wasn't really supposed to talk as much as he was. He was supposed to be a lot more silent, but he learned to talk with them in so well that they like added a bunch of lines. I don't again, I don't know if that's true, but I could totally see that being it was what, now what i'd heard is like the the big teeth were supposed to be for like things were like like when he's in like robbing the bank and you see like you see him in like the camera and so he has like this big old giant <laughs> yeah. smile yeah and i guess what happened is is jim carrey he liked him so much like the how he looked with him that he learned to talk with him so that he could oh. just keep him in for all his scenes instead of for oh. just scenes where he was supposed to huh. you know not talk and be silent and look that's silly. classic jim carrey i like that <laughs> yeah so he basically he decided like these are too funny for me to have to take them out to do my talking scenes mm -hmm. so i'm just gonna keep him in and he learned how to deliver his lines like, i mean he did in terms of his performance i actually think this is probably one of his better roles now obviously he's done like he's done some stuff that really kind of sharpened his teeth and on and acting a lot more than the mask obviously but yeah. i mean it kind of shows that this was he he takes his craft a lot more seriously than look at the silly faces i can make you know yeah. well no one else could have played this role. oh no like mm -mm. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I i i think that's why i think that's why i had the action that you know this must have been something just created specifically for him because yeah. it seems like it was <laughs> yeah i, I mean so it does too. yeah and yeah. he actually he signed this before ace ventura came out so he was not a household name mm. uh he got paid like four hundred fifty thousand dollars for the film Jeez. uh he got he got he got it on the other end though because then ace ventura came out and then he signed dumb and dumber and got a ton of money and then he mm. signed uh batman uh forever and made so yeah. much money that michael keaton got mad and left <laughs> and i mean i don't know what i don't know what he makes now but I, he he gets ridiculous box office whenever he makes them yeah and uh i'm i'm not typically a jim carrey fan although he's made some movies that i do happen to like uh liar liar is still probably mm. one of those cheesy movies that i will always love that he did so good uh i yeah. did i liked the truman show Mm -hmm. um, I actually liked Bruce Almighty. I know that one's kind of cheesy, yeah. but I did like Bruce Almighty. Uh, yeah. I feel like the Truman Show was where he really got to start showing that he could be a proper actor, too. Yeah. And have really emotional scenes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Truman Show is an underrated movie, but I think he did Very. he did phenomenal in it. Um, so we should probably talk about some other people that were in this film. Um, yeah. So this was Cameron Diaz's first yeah. role. Yeah. It played Tina, really? Tina Carlo. Yeah, this was her first role, I oh, think, I outside know. of softcore pornography. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what the timeline was or when she was doing softcore pornography, but I know she did softcore pornography at some point. I um, did not know that. Um, 
I couldn't tell you what or where or how. It was on one of those lists sure? of. No, it was. <laughs> you ever see some of those lists? And this this had to have been on. I don't know what sites do it. Like the these ten celebrities got their start in porn. That, that you didn't. Yeah. 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 That you didn't know got their start in porn. I'm like, well, that's pretty presumptuous of you, article. But um, yeah, I was like, uh, the two that stick out in my head were her and Sliced Alone. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I can't think of anybody else who was on that list, um, yeah. probably because I either didn't recognize them or they well, were just like... Well, uh, David Duchovny was in the Red Shoe Diaries, and that's pretty risky. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know that I'd call it porn, but it was pretty adult, <laughs> for yeah. lack of a better word. Well, I mean, I, don't, I honestly, I've never seen Sly Stallone or Cameron Diaz's films, so I don't know if they were like legitimately porn or if it was just like there were nude scenes. And so this this article, you know, because online articles don't necessarily have the highest level of journalistic integrity. <laughs> those might not have actually been pornographic films, but I'm I'm going completely off rumor here. And <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say this right up front so Cameron Diaz's people can't sue Hero Talk. I have no Does idea what I'm listens? talking about. Of course she listens. <laughs> they all listen. They all listen. Every single one of them. Yeah. I uh, I have no idea. Maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. I I might have just been talking out of my butt there. I don't I don't know what I'm talking about. We're not about fact checking here. No. That is fun. that is way beyond the scope of what I have time to do. <laughs> I don't got time to fact check. I got time to read some top ten lists and just spew it back out <laughs> in the microphone. That's about what I got time for. Yeah. You think I got time for research? This isn't points streak i i can't be reading all kinds of stuff and learning things and asking pointed questions no coming up with quizzes and stuff oh who's got time for that who's got that not this guy all right so but it was uh diaz's first uh first feature film role and yeah uh, i can believe that having seen the performance yeah Uh, she wasn't super now she didn't do the singing she had somebody else do the voice for the singing yes i couldn't tell you who and i'm not gonna look it up i think it's susan boyd I just I just read her name earlier today. Susan Boyd, huh? Uh, I don't know who that is. Let me double check. Yeah, it was someone I didn't recognize either. Um. So yeah, I mean, she was she was there to serve her purpose. Uh, they thought about casting Anna Nicole Smith, which Uh, would would probably be not as good. Yeah. Vanessa (laughs) Williams, which kind of seems like this role was beneath her, and Christy Swanson. Now, Christy Swanson, that was Buffy, right? Uh, yeah, the original, uh, the original Buffy. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I, it wasn't it wasn't a big role, so it's not like Diaz was like, oh, I'm glad it was Cameron Diaz. I mean, she didn't do much of anything. Wait, OG but, Buffy? Yeah, the, yeah, the, the Buffy, Buffy from the movie before the Buffy from the TV show. Oh, I didn't even know there was a movie before it. Yeah, with uh, Christy Swanson and Luke Perry. Is that right? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and uh, Paul, Paul Rubens. <laughs> no. Oh, <Yes>. that's right. <laughs> Oh man, I had I had completely shut that memory away, but <laughs> yes, and it was Susan Boyd who Susan Boyd. Sang oh, for all right, yes, yeah. So good job, Susan Boyd. Yeah, Whoever thumbs up. <laughs> Wherever you are out there in Hero Talk Land. <laughs> all right, so let me think who else is in this. So Amy Yazback, people might remember her. She's been in like a bunch of Mel Brooks films. Yeah, uh, she was married to John Ritter before he passed. We just got sad here. I apologize for that. Oh. That went dark. Oh. I'll be yeah. Thanks. <laughs> She was on Wings. Uh, she didn't start on Wings. She came in towards the uh, the later the later half of of Wings. I've actually seen the whole round of Wings. Don't yeah. judge me. I like Wings. Um, <laughs> well, I've never seen it. So I think I, it's it's set in New England. It's a local show for you, right? Yeah, on Nantucket <laughs> Island. I I gotta tell you though, I want to go to that airport. I wonder how many people go there. Just look around. 
<laughs> it was it was the show that that launched uh, Tony Shalhoub's career. Mm, yeah, Monk. He played he played Antonio Scarpacci on that show, and then went on to play Monk, and then win um, all the Emmys. All the Emmys. All the <laughs> Emmys. So Amy Yasbeck played Peggy Grant, uh, who was also she was in the cartoon show. Uh, I don't know if Amy Yasbeck was. Peggy Grant was. Um, and I point that out. The cartoon was set after the movie, mm. where Stanley finds the mask again somehow. I don't know. I don't Didn't remember. Didn't his friend jump in the water at the end? Yeah, and his grab friend it? and Milo jumped in after it at the yeah. end. So I don't know. I in in the show. So I guess it was just that it was still around him. Yeah, it was still around him. It came back to him. He became the mask, but nobody knew it was him because he just was like, I-, I threw it away. Remember, you all saw me. So. Yeah. But she was in it, and that's important to point out because there's a deleted scene where uh, <laughs> uh, the uh, the gangster guy what was his name Tyrell. Tyrell, yeah, yeah. Where after he becomes evil, Tyrell mask and gets to keep his hair for some reason. Yeah, uh, he kills Peggy. Uh, but they decided that that was a oh. little dark. Well, I, that was a little dark, and they they were thinking at the time like, well, she'd be a good person to bring back if we did a sequel. Yeah, uh, and that that did. When I think about him, like that would have been a little harsh. Yeah. You know, like, th- this movie did try to keep it jovial. Yeah. And I think if you show her murder, like, even though she was, you know, kind of a jerk about things. Yeah. Her getting murdered would have probably taken it down a dark, a darker path. And yeah. I don't know if I would have liked it as much. And you know, it's always my practice to scroll through the cast and see what horror movies any of them have been in. And I was mm-hmm. kind of disappointed and didn't really find any. Yeah. I think this the, is, the this most... This hero talk first. <laughs> yeah. I think the most famous uh, member of the cast that was been in, in a famous hero talk movie would have been the uh, the auto body shop at the beginning of the film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. That's as, about as good as it gets because that was that was the Ghostbusters auto shop. Um, yes, it's a fire station that well, former fire station in downtown LA, fire station number twenty three. A lot of things have been filmed there, including the Ghostbusters interior yeah. of the I, I recognized it right away. I stopped station. the movie too, so I could yeah. go look it up because I was like, that has to be it, right? <laughs> Because yeah. he you walks know, in and he and he's walking along and I got like a real Dana Barrett vibe from that. Like yes. he's in the door, he's coming towards me. I'm like, am I going nuts? Is that the same firehouse? <laughs> I was yeah. thinking that too when I was watching it, and I completely forgot until I was just scrolling IMDb today and came across that little fact. So that was cool. Yeah. By the way, uh, Jim Carrey wasn't the only member of this cast that had a really big 94, 95. Uh, Peter Green, the uh, aforementioned Tyrell, the mobster, mm-hmm. he was in Pulp Fiction, The Mask, and The Usual Suspects in a span of like 14, 15 months. That's yeah. not bad. Yeah, I, I remember longer. for a while he was in everything. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, not as much as it felt like Jim Carrey was. And, I, and they, they advertise this movie so much. Yeah. Like, I don't know how many times. I In an hour of watching TV, you would see Jim Carrey go, smoking. Honestly, I mean, it was. It seemed like it was every five minutes. They'd stop the show just to show you that and go back who to did, the show. Who did you say Peter Green played? Peter Green was Dorian Tyrell, the the the, oh, yeah, the, okay. the big monster. Because it just says Dorian on IMDb, and when you said Tyrell, I'm like, I don't think that's his name. Yeah, I couldn't <laughs> Sorry, remember what what. I'm so bad with names sometimes. Oh, me too. So I know it, it's credited as Dorian, but I think the character's name was actually Dorian. Tyrell. We should just say Dorian. Every time you say Tyrell, I think of Blade Runner, and I'm, I'm off on another <laughs> yeah. tangent. Well, that's, that's funny. Another hero that. talk. It's funny how memory works. I and as, and as much as I'm familiar with Peter Green, particularly from those two other films, which I love him in. I mean, he's he's Zed from Pulp Fiction and he's Redfoot from Usual Suspects. In my head, before Jen and I watched this, this film, I swear to God, I thought Robert Davi was the villain. <laughs> 
Really? <laughs> I, had, I had managed to and – and actually, it's funny. When you see Peter Green with the evil mask on, he actually looks like Robert Dobby. <laughs> you know he kind of does. A green Robert Dobby, but yeah. still. I, he's no, really scary when he has that mask on. Is, they made him look really – They made him look really freaky. Well, the idea yeah. is the mask kind of amplifies whatever's underneath, yeah. I think. Uh, that's yeah, what they no, were going they, for? I think they even say that. Yeah. So, point. you know, that's which is why Stanley Ipkiss, when his character basically is kind of an amalgamation of uh, – Yeah, it's Tex Avery's Wolf and Pepe Le Pew and trying to think what other, the Tasmanian Devil, basically. Mm -hmm. That's spinning around in a tornado. Yeah. um, I wish you were, so to speak. Yeah, but this guy was kind of a jerk. Although, the thing is, it's Loki's mask, right? Like, that's the the whole, they went into this lore a lot more in Son of the Mask, which is uh, a travesty of film, and we will (laughs) never do a hero talk on. I've never even seen it, I don't want to. Oh, it was okay. it was hor- starring Jamie Kennedy. Just FYI. Apparently, oh, uh, God, yeah, apparently that's Ben right. Stein reappears in the sequel. As he that does. Ben Stein will show up anywhere if you cut him a check. <laughs> he pops up in the most random places sometimes. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So I want to say in that movie, like Loki and Odin actually show up in Son of Mask to hash out whatever's going on between them. So again, that's the direction this went in. Hmm. Wonder but, if his uh, his Loki uh, holds up to the current. Uh, it does not. No, current, it uh, does not. Darling. It does not. <laughs> now Tom Hiddleston showed up, then that might have actually been a movie worth watching. <laughs> but. That was anyway. We're not going to talk Son of the Mask. We're done with that. But yeah, he looked. Uh, yeah, Dorian looked pretty downright weird. Although it still kind of upsets me that he kept his hair. Right. I, there's yeah. no reason for that at all. Yeah. It's especially because so he looks so dramatically different for that reason. And then the mayor walks out like Dorian Tyrell is the mask. I saw it myself. Like he doesn't look anything like the mask that you guys have been tracking down. This is. You're, you're acting like it. just suddenly having a green face is all you need to convict somebody. You know, it was a little ridiculous. Yeah. But, all right. Any, I'm trying to think of anybody else in the cast I really want to t- go over, and I, there's nobody. I... It, it, it's just such a forgettable cast, apart from, like, those top four or five roles. Well, I yeah. mean, what? yeah, what else do you want from – they they? it's a 90s movie, all right? A round-out full cast isn't really going to do it. Uh, yeah. So I guess the thing that I I remember liking better than I really was is just how over the top they tried to to kind of kick Stanley Ipkiss around in this flick. Yeah. You know, like he he can't watch TV at a reasonable volume. He's always getting yelled at. And there was a scene that was cut where he uh he gets robbed by the same thugs that he meets up later as the mask. Oh. Yeah. Um. And they 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 were supposed to have stolen his watch, which is why when when Mrs. Uh, Freeman asks him if he knows what time it is, he says, "Actually, I." Don't don't because he just got his watch stolen yeah hmm. i wish they had kept that i, I it just dynamic it would have been a little that. over the top because i mean he had his cars just died the loner was ridiculous true you know <laughs> a little too much he got kicked out of the club because his buddy there was a, a jerk oh uh, yeah and i knew a guy who did that to me once really yeah he went in and then there was like i couldn't get it was, it was some stupid club where it was like you couldn't go in if you weren't i wasn't up to the dress code for whatever and i don't remember exactly what it was at this point either like Need, I, I don't remember. I wasn't up to the dress code of this club. So my buddy got in. He's like, oh, well, I'll just be out in a little while. And I think, well, I'm obviously not waiting for you. So I uh, I went See somewhere ya. else. Yeah. But, <laughs> but poor Stanley. This, and then his car was a piece of junk. While he's talking to her. And then the valet brings it around. Remember yeah. that? I don't know if oh, that was yeah. the same night or not. Yeah, that was the same <laughs> night. That was it's so Painful awful to watch. watch. 
it, it, it's it's hard. It's really hard to see Stanley. And you you start to you you feel better when he starts to stick up for himself. Yeah. But here's the weird thing in the in the cartoon they they have this whole episode where like he starts to stick up for himself more and become more assertive and basically be more outgoing. And the result of that is it negates his ability to become the mask. Like when you <laughs> when you don't have anything under the surface that's that is waiting to come out, the mask doesn't have anything it can do with you. So he can't become the mask. So when he starts doing that in the film, I think they're going to do something with that. Like, oh man, is this, he's not going to be able to become the mask, you know? Like he had to re-introvert himself basically in order to be able to become the mask. Yeah. Oh wow. And he, he like, and the, the idea was he wanted to not be the mask, but like he, then he needed the mask's power to like save the city from a bomb. And I think mm. he ends up eating the, the nuclear bomb. <laughs> yes. And, yeah, I want to see meatball. I, yeah, I want to say like what he does is he basically like he runs up like he flies up to where the the thing is and he puts like bologna and salami and mustard and stuff on it and then he flies back down and he looks at the camera and goes yeah, that's right I'm gonna eat it. <laughs> the cartoon was funnier than me. Um, it would work very well with a cartoon. I don't. I I'm yeah. sure I watched it at some point. I just don't remember it very well. Yeah, I will say the the wedgie gag gets way overdone in the cartoon. Ah, way overdone. <laughs> Because it's the same two cops, and he's always giving them wedgies. This way, everyone gets a wedgie. That's what I mean. Like it's basically the end of every scene that the mask is in. He gives everyone a wedgie, yeah. and then he spins away. Well, it's the same thing with the real Ghostbusters cartoon. Slimer slimes somebody like every episode to the point where you're like, "Oh, look, someone gets slimed again." Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, that's that's true. And it's usually Peter. It's usually Peter. <laughs> it's usually Peter. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, so I really thought they were gonna go somewhere with that, but they didn't. But. I, I will say that, like, I, I like some of the scenes in it. Like, it, it, I had a lot of fun with it, especially, you know, I, I think one of my favorite scenes has to be where, where Milo gets the mask. Oh, yeah. I love that. So, there yeah. were, I mean, there was a lot of fun parts, and then Stanley gets to say, like, well, oh, what does the guy say to him? I'm trying to think what the line was where, you know, the guy's like, I, you know, I'm going to laugh when you're dead. He was like, well, I'd like to see you do that with one freaking eye. <laughs> he jabs him in the eye. <laughs> Which, uh, even, even in my most recent viewing, that line still actually makes me laugh, because he's, it's so played over the top, but. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Um, but then I, I gotta, I gotta echo what Jeff said. There are some parts that just don't seem to work as well. Like, the, the, the entire Cuban Pete thing. <laughs> yeah. Bit, I'm just, yeah. Yeah. That's a bit much. And it's a bit drawn out. Yeah. That's like where you go and I get a drink. Yeah. Maybe, unlike, maybe go two times Stanley. speed. Yeah. <laughs> like Stanley, I did have a watch and I was looking at it pretty much. <laughs> yeah. There was, uh, there, those two times I think were probably the worst. That and when he was uh, making the balloon animals for the, um, for the gang with the two times I'm like okay the gag has gone on a little too long we need to get some resolution please for the love of just something just get to the weapon already yeah, yeah. Now, now here's what's another thing that's kind of strange so the the police as they're, they're tracking down the mask and so you have this whole subplot of, of the, uh, the lieutenant and his, his bumbling sidekick there and I don't remember the name trying to, like, figure out who the mask is, and they, they b- figure out it's Ipkiss because of the ugly piece of pajamas that he has. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, you, you doesn't just a really, really like quick that. glance be like, hey, did anybody see a person here in pajamas? No? Huh. All right. <laughs> like, that's... You know, it's not really like they have a lot to go on. Nobody saw Stanley there, period. Mm. Not a single person. So he's, he shouldn't be as nervous, other than the fact that he's got giant, massive piles of cash hanging around inside his apartment. But it was just, it was, it was a little odd to me that the, the cop would zero in on him like that, which is just, the only reason that would ever happen is because it's, it's, it's a movie. Oh yeah. There's always allowances for movies. 
Yeah, I just that one I didn't like as much. Yeah. And I don't know. I just I don't think they really I don't think they'd earned it basically. Yeah. And, and there's I, all I tend there's, to agree. Yeah, and there's this whole part where like uh during the first interview where they ask him like if he didn't heard anything and they're like, "Oh, they discharged the firearm. You didn't hear it." And he makes up this the story about an interview. You don't need to make up a story. You could just say, "No, I honestly didn't hear it. I'm a deep sleeper. What do you want?" Like, why make up an inner ear infection? It's just, it's, it felt like it was there for kids, and this is a PG-13 movie, so it wasn't exactly there for kids, but... Right. No. Yeah, it was, it was just unnecessary. Yeah. Uh, alright. Uh, I think if there's anything else significant about the actual movie itself, other than be- nice to see Ben Stein... Yeah, yeah. I mean, nice little cameo. He's, I mean, yeah. he's he's the perfect guy for this yeah. really dry mm-hmm. recitation type. Yeah. You know, his he character, character is in every movie. Yeah, the character is actually he's he's a much bigger role in the cartoon. He actually becomes Stanley's personal psychologist. Mm. Uh, and the entire time, he does not believe the mask actually exists. No, Stanley straight up says, "I'm the mask. I'm the mask." But <laughs> the guy does not believe the mask actually exists. He believes it's a persona that Stanley has created for himself. Right. W- which is odd because the actual mask does exist. Was in the news. There was a manhunt out for him. I'm like doctors in denial. Yeah. It, it's like it reminded me of in Ghostbusters, where like in Ghostbusters two, everyone's like, "I don't believe in ghosts." And like, oh jeez, yeah. Seriously, the dead rose from the grave. There was a Stay Puft Marshmallow Man walked down the street. How do you not believe in ghosts at this point? It felt like that same thing. Like, oh yes, oh, yeah. your quote unquote mask persona. Like, dude, it's on the news every night. He ate a nuclear missile. <laughs> what do you want from me? And uh, yeah, I just, it, I don't think they'd quite earn that one. No. All right, so that's the mask, basically. I mean, I don't know what else to do with it. <laughs> I feel like we're hitting a wall here. Well, well, could, that's... You could mention like... the, the music, but like, and I suppose for someone who actually liked the music, that that type of music, or, it would be notable, but I mean, I I found it so tiresome that it was, I didn't really see it as a well, highlight. I mean, there was, there was the sure Cuban Pete, something. there was the, the dance in the Coco Bongo Club. Where he's yeah. dancing with her. Yeah. Yeah, where he's dancing with yeah. I mean it's just it I, I don't know. With the nineties were a different time. What can I say? Like, <laughs> I really like his scenes where he gets to jump into different characters and he wasn't just the mask character, like he yeah. did his dirty hairy and he Which is which is a joke except, because he Jim Carrey's actually been in a dirty hairy film. Yeah, and I just read that. I yeah. I had no idea. I've never seen that one. Yeah, he was in the Deadpool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh <laughs> I like when he does his acceptance speech. With the- oh, that was the best part of that is where he he goes to leave and he, he goes the wrong way because that's what uh-huh. they always do every yes. time. Is he goes like, yeah. oh, oh, this way? Okay. <laughs> and he turns around. And- <laughs> so, those little parts, I think, are cool. Well, and they made me yeah, laugh. And those when were he's funny. playing dead those, and he's yeah. coughing on the guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Those were few and far between, though. Oh, yeah. And then, Definitely. So that okay, so here's a scene. I can, we almost we almost forgot about this scene. We have to talk about it because it was awful. So when the mask goes on his well, all right, first let's let's even rewind to the whole like Cameron Diaz comes in. I'm sorry, I forgot Tina Carlisle yeah. comes in, wants to meet the mask, and Jim Carrey's like, "Oh, I know him. We went to college together." That's like when 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 Clark Kent looks goes around to the Daily Planet going like, "Yeah, I'm friends with Superman." Like, really? Because we've never seen you two together. He never really mentions you, and he's not in any <laughs> photos with you or anything. And that time you threw that bar you wouldn't superman have shown up if you were so good friends <laughs> so he plays that role which is just tired yeah. and worn out and then, but so they set up the date and he shows up and he's full on pepe le pew sexual assault mode and it's 
it's so it's so over the top and awkward i'm like this is supposed to be the hero and he's being a real skeeve right now like (laughs) a little creeper yeah Yeah. it's totally Mm -hmm. creepy i'm like i am because obviously in the children's cartoon this sort of thing never came up yeah so it was a it was really kind of disturbing to see i'm like i'm I'm having, like, listen, you can get behind it like Stanley Ipkiss. Stanley Ipkiss just is kind of like the everyman nice guy. Yeah, but very likable. The mask is supposed to be like the heroic alter ego. At least that was my perspective from, because I watched the cartoon. And I, now granted, the original direction was supposed to be a dark horror. He was supposed to be killing people. So I suppose this is a little better than killing uh, Cameron <laughs> Diaz. But I mean, it was just, it was so creepy. And like, I'm, I, you're, you're losing me. I'm no longer in the mask's corner. You know, I'm really. At this point, I'm like, I don't want him to have the mask anymore. I want him to get rid of it. (laughs) Take it off and be a nice guy. Yeah, take it off and stop being a creeper. They really, because it's a movie, they always want, I mean, I feel like every movie wants to focus on some sort of love interest or relationship. Mm -hmm. And I think they really focused a lot on him not being that good or that confident around women. Mm -hmm. And they focused so much on that. That it's almost like his mask version had to be a total Casanova. But he wasn't smooth Casanova. It was, like you said, kind of skeevy. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're kind of tone it down just a little bit and you can still get the girl. Right. I don't know. It's kind of like. It you is definitely felt top. like you should be calling a police officer. <laughs> I, I'm, and, I, that's, and she just falls for him. Yeah, she's falling for it. And I'm like, this is really uncomfortable. <laughs> Yeah. Well, bear in mind who she, bear in mind who she's dating at the time previously, and and <laughs> suddenly it doesn't right. seem as bad. I, it still seems kind of bad. I'll I'll say that. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm I'm really happy. At least I do have the one heroic mask character I can get behind, which is Milo as the mask. Oh yeah, Milo yeah. mask is how I'll call him now. So I don't know if that's official. I just made that up. So I like it. Is so, that incorporated into the cartoon at all? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Milo puts on the mask more than once. Uh, there was the Ace Ventura. <laughs> like crossover where the monkey and Ace Ventura's butt actually wore the mask. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Milo, Not it's not like an every episode thing, but very often Milo will get the mask on and do stuff with it. You have to love Milo in this movie. I mean... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Such a good little doggy. Yeah. What I really like is so like when the mobsters are going after Milo and you're know, like, oh no, you're going after the dog. And it, you know how I am with going after the dog. I'm like, don't put the dog in peril. And then he gets the mask oh, yeah. on and basically just gets to wreak holy revenge on everybody. <laughs> with a great big smile. <laughs> All those yeah. teeth. Does he pee on someone? I think Does he just lift his leg at the point? He sure does. Yeah. He sure does. Oh, I actually was... That's that's great. And so it's... It, it, I think that's the only payoff that I will ever allow for putting a dog in peril if it leads directly into him putting on the mask. And they should really do that in more movies. I would let it go. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it doesn't matter the movie. Uh, I'm trying to think of a Paranormal good example. Paranormal Activity 3, where there's yeah, a dog. If, if Paranormal or Activity two, 3, or 2, yeah, 2's the one where they go after the dog, where the dog disappears, but then there's, like, a bunch of lightning in the background, and, like, <laughs> the masked dog comes back out and fights off the ghost. I'd watch the crap Epic out of that win. movie. I would, I would own that on Blu-ray. I'd be watching it daily. Yes. Then yes. It turns out the whole Paranormal Activity series was just a, a secret sequel to The Mask. <laughs> Uh, speaking of sequels, uh, I understand, like, we've just mentioned Son of Mask, and we're not going to talk about that anymore. They did push really hard to try to get a Mask 2. 
Yeah. Which I think was going to probably ride off of the cartoon and kind of be like he, the mask came back to him or something. Uh, but Jim Carrey didn't want to do it, and he, he was able to kill it because they weren't going to do anybody else. I wonder why he didn't. Like, did he just want to focus more on Ace Ventura or on, like, Dumb and Dumber? Was he just kind of over the mask character? I, 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 have wonder... not, I haven't heard anything. I have yeah. no idea. I just know he did not want to do a mask, too. Mm-hmm. And that's probably for the best. Uh, it is. And, like, <laughs> oh, it what, is, yeah. what, what more are you going to do other than just rehash exactly right. the same that's, that's the problem it, it, it'd be exactly yeah. the same movie again it'd be you know a different mobster or whatever unless maybe that's the movie where they were going to try to have Loki and, and and Odin show up and possibly Thor why not have Thor show up uh, or they could have like some evil masks from their home planet of Maskatron and then they could all fight <laughs> you know like in Superman 2 or whatever that but, yeah. Uh, yeah anyway I, I'm glad they didn't do a sequel I don't think it would have worked out very well um, yeah but all right, so I I think I don't I don't want to talk about the mask anymore. It's it's <laughs> it's so sad. Here. I liked the movie so much, and I was thought I, know, I was I'm really so... gonna look forward yeah. to it, and then I watched it for Hero Talk, and I'm this isn't as good as I remember it. I should have yeah. left well enough alone. I I was really excited to watch it again, and I the whole time I was watching it, I was thinking, what am I gonna say on Hero Talk? What's my favorite scene? I was like googling scenes to try and remind myself. <laughs> okay, what scene did I really like? And but it's the thing is, I don't dislike it. It's just you know, if it's on TV and there's nothing else on, I might watch it. But I would never intentionally yeah. go. I'm gonna watch The Mask now, and that's kind of kind of sucks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and we and we ha- and we got to blame someone for having to watch it, Greg. And I guess we'll blame you. That's for show. That's about par Although, for the course. I, I, I got it cut in there because I think it was my idea because it popped up on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, I think I, think I, it was. I, I do was think like, it was your idea. Yeah. You should totally does, do the mask. That does sound familiar. Yeah. Well, listen, when when we eventually do Hook, I will totally take the fall for Hook. <laughs> But, I've never like, seen it, so I'm going into that one blind. Yeah, no, I I just recently watched it, uh, so I'm going to go ahead and apologize in advance for making you watch Uh-oh. it. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay. There we go. Spoilers! And now, now we got some sequel bait for Hero Talk. That's a teaser, I think is what they call that in the business. Oh, you I just like teased it. a future Hero Talk. Might yes. not be the next one. Stay tuned. But you have something to look forward to. So all of you out there in Hero Talk land, if you want to watch Hook so that you'll know what we're talking about, I think it's still on Netflix. I think it's still on Netflix. Netflix, but it's not going to be on there much longer. In the it is, U.S.? In the U.S., yeah. It is on Amazon Prime. Oh, uh, I should probably do that, because I don't think it's on Netflix here. Anyway, uh, so now is the time on Hero Talk we have to say what our favorite part of the movie was. <laughs> uh, so, Jen, I'm going to go right to you. Um, I think there's there's two things that really stand out, and I, I'm i just going to go with both. I know I have to pick one, but I, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> I again, I really, really cracked up the most, I think, at him pulling out the condom, because I'm not the most mature person. <laughs> That's correct, and... yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and something like that's always going to make me giggle, but it hit me so much because I had, it, it, I never would have known what that was, what kind of a joke it was. I wouldn't have laughed. It just made no sense to me as a kid. And it was kind of cool seeing something new as an adult in a movie that I had seen countless times. Yeah. So I love that. But I think overall, as far as like a proper scene, my favorite was probably near the end where Milo ends up with a mask on and there's that whole like – climax building of like are the good guys going to be okay and is the dog going to get hurt and mm-hmm. you know are they going to take down the bad guy it's just that part is really really fun and i love that whole scene and then when he gets flushed down it's really funny <laughs> yeah so i love that whole part mm-hmm. that was really funny <laughs> 
It was it was an interesting take on trying to like finally put all that to bed. But yeah, but yeah. Anyway, no, I, I I can see you there. All right, uh, Jeff, we'll go with you. What's your favorite part of the mask? Uh, for me, it's and it's as somebody who complained about the uh, the fact that there's a lot of impressions and stuff in it. Mm-hmm. I, I feel silly saying this, but uh, honestly, the the deaths, the the, the drawn out Academy <laughs> yeah. Award winning death sequence towards the end and. The, the coughing in the audience yeah like that like that that gag was so good it was almost the film was almost unworthy of it yeah how like wasn't the gangster crying while he (laughs) yes (laughs) (laughs) yes sorry yeah he was yeah yeah no just everything including that that walking off the wrong way like the, the the attention to detail in it and the performances were all like just spot on and i i i like when <laughs> i like when uh, movies do that sort of suspension of of reality for fiction i think dorian kind of looks at everyone watching and he like kind of straightens up and smiles and like oh i'm a good guy i swear like he kind of straightens yeah. up but yeah all of that's really funny yeah yeah that was um yeah i think i i hate to do this because this is probably the second time it's happened on hero talk i'm uh, my favorite part was the same as jen's uh but i think i will have to narrow it down specifically milo mask was my favorite part of this movie <laughs> i think i, I want i would love to see a sequel just about milo as the mask <laughs> i again i'm saying I, I about any time a dog's in peril i want the mask to show up in that movie regardless of yes. what movie it is i think I think it's it's a great resolution to it. Plus, I just love to see Milo as because Milo definitely like he he showed those guys who was who was who was who. Oh yeah, and he's not this big tough dog either. He's not That's what I love. He's got like he's like ti- he's still tiny Jack Russell Terrier with like giant pit bull face, which I think is probably the best part of it. He's got this like giant <laughs> big tongue hanging out. Yeah, well, it would it makes sense with the mask when you think about it because the mask takes internal to you and it projects that out. You know, it sort of takes yeah. Stanley's outgoing cartooniness and projects that out. It takes Dorian's evilness, projects it out. And anybody who's ever owned a small dog knows they think they're big dogs oh yeah so it took that and projected that out and like now i'm the big dog Mm-hmm. And I can do all the big dog stuff. And it also yeah. made him um, probably a little more intelligent. Although Milo is pretty intelligent, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah. he. I mean, he gets him out of the jail cell. He does. He gets him out of jail. Yep. yep. Yeah. <laughs> he saved the day a couple times. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta love Milo. And I think any Milo scene is my favorite part of this movie because I, I'm also I'm having a real hard time not seeing the scene where Stanley Ipkiss is trying to like hide all the money and and Milo grabs the frisbee and they have to kind of ad lib off one another, <laughs> yeah. you know, because totally unscripted. You have uh, Jim Carrey and a Jack Russell Terrier playing off each other, and Jeez. I don't know I don't know how that could not be my favorite scene either. I gotta <laughs> I, I'm gonna have two favorite scenes in this movie that for works. a movie that I'm so lukewarm on. They're, I know. The parts I like, I do love. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. It's, they, it just kind of goes to show, like, there was so much strong going for it, but then too many dance numbers. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. This, this movie made a ton of money, didn't it? It did, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think. Like, the yeah. budget was not all that high, and partly because Jim Carrey saved him a ton of money on special effects. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then didn't get paid enough for it. And then, yeah, I mean, barely, barely wrong, got paid for it. a ton of money. I would yeah. think I was rich with that. I'm not but... going to shed too many tears for somebody <laughs> making $450,000 for less than a feel bad for him, no. But, but, yeah. but still, I mean, considering that... And, and Ace Ventura came out before this movie did. So, yeah. basically, this movie got to benefit from his name recognition yeah. as Jim Huge Carrey fun. without having to pay him for that name recognition because he wasn't as famous when they signed him up for it. Yeah. So, I mean, so they, they kind of, they, they, they had a couple of factors in their favor, not just as being the mask, yeah. but being able to say Jim Carrey as the mask and having that actually mean something. 
Right. Instead of just this like little comic that's yeah. kind of up and coming. Right. But so anyway, as I look over, the budget was twenty three million. And the box Jeez. office was three hundred and fifty million. So oh, I'm gonna call that a success. I'm, I'm surprised with those numbers. They didn't push with a sequel and just replace Stanley Ipkiss. I think they, I think they must have realized that uh, it, it, it who would be, could have even tried. I mean, yeah, they. I mean, it took it took them till 2005 to even like take the risk on on trying it with somebody else, and that spectacular failure. So, did that movie fail? Did Son of the Man? I'm gonna look that up real quick. I mean, if it didn't, then I, all right. I don't so, Son of the Mask. <laughs> the budget was 84 million, and the box office was 57 million. Oh. I, I can't believe it made that. That's that's crazy. Fifty-seven. I mean, what what is fifty-seven? Is is that is that just baseline? Is that just like the minimum amount of money that a yes. movie makes when it makes a regular release? Because they basically, I think this is the way I think it works. I don't know. I'm you know I have no idea what I'm talking about here, and I'll admit that. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure a theater pays the movie studio for the use of the movie, and then it's kind of up to the theater to sell enough tickets and popcorn and soda in order to recoup that money and then make a profit. So yeah. I think the studio as long as a movie brings it in like the theater is going to pay their money and so the studio will always make something but then they really make the money when the movie is so popular that people continue going to it and places carry it longer again i don't know if that's how it actually works but that's in my head what sounds right and i'm going with it (laughs) it does sound right i'm sure it's something something like that at least yeah but um, so now I'm actually I'm just I just glanced and I I apologize for this at the Son of Mask cast. So Alan Cumming was Loki. Any guess who uh who Odin was? Bob, I I just saw that before. Bob Hoskins. Bob Hoskins. <laughs> One of my favorite actors of all time, the late Bob Hoskins was Odin. Yeah. Oh, so sad. I love Bob Hoskins. Also in Hook. See, still oh. teasing it. Still, still teasing, teasing it. it. Yeah, he's Smee, isn't he? Yeah. He is. He is Mr. Smee. Uh. Long-time fans of Hero Talk will remember him from uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which was a... I I really like that we did a Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Uh, I like that we did it before he passed, because we heaped a ton of praise on him for that role. Mm. And it it was enough so I had to re-record an opening for it, just to let people know, like, hey, so this was recorded before he passed, because I didn't want it to seem cheap, like, oh, now that he's passed, we're big fans. I wanted to let people know, like, hey, we we were always big fans. This was... It it was good to get a a, a bit of a a tribute to him, because I'm always... It's always hard when you have, like, a an actor or somebody who's like really prominent pass away mm-hmm. because you know this this being the the movie pop culture tv podcast like do i do a special episode for him and i mean i've i'm on the fence with it i did the spock one but i uh hey you could, you could always consider doing a super mario brothers episode of uh Heroes no Rock. no Maybe that be your tribute that will not be my tribute i think <laughs> i think the roger rabbit one stands as my tribute though yeah. mario brothers is on the table because holy cow Holy cow. I, I can't imagine not doing Hero Talk on Mario Brothers or something. But, alright. So, I think I've killed enough time. I think we can move on. Uh, now we gotta give this movie a score. Once again, we at Hero Talk would like to remind you out there that scores are stupid, and they don't matter, <laughs> and they're only for people who don't even bother to listen to what you have to say about the film in the first place. That being said, Jeff, what would you score The Mask? I, I'm gonna stick with the usual out of five, uh, and I'm gonna give this two zoot suits out of five. <laughs> now the question is, are they yellow zoot suits? 
Of course, yes. Yeah. Yep. I hear that was also Jim Carrey's uh, choice, the yellow zoot suit. Zoot suit. Oh, wow. Apparently his mother... Now, I'm li- listen, I, I read this online, and we've already established that just because I read it online doesn't necessarily mean it's true. And then I'll basically believe anything I read on Wikipedia <laughs> as absolute truth. But his mother made him a similar suit for his stand-up when he was first starting out, and he just kind of thought it'd be funny for the mask to be wearing a, a yellow suit. Hmm. Um, I like that. Yeah, out of all the other... Now, in the cartoon, he almost exclusively wears the yellow suit. But in this movie, he wears a ton of different stuff. Yeah. Uh, But I think the the yellow suit's my favorite. It's clearly the most iconic. It's on all the movie posters. But... Yeah. Yeah. So, Jen, what would you give the mask? I am going to... And I apologize if you were going to use this this cute little reference here, too. (laughs) I'm going to give it three Jack Russell Terriers wearing masks out of five. <laughs> That's fair enough. Um, <laughs> so here's what I'm going to give the mask. You can you can take your own take your own meaning from this. I will give it one smoking out of somebody stop me. <laughs> <laughs> I, love, I love that one. Yeah. That makes no sense. It's awesome. <laughs> that deserves to go on the back of the DVD case. Yep. <laughs> yes. If you guys, true. when when this thing comes out Judge for its says. for its like its its anniversary, and you're looking for all those quotes from critics to put on it, go ahead and put that on there. Uh, <laughs> just just put that in quotes, like, smoking out of somebody stop me. Put yes. a little quote underneath, and you can write, Judge Greg. <laughs> and nobody will know who you're talking about, except for my loyal, rabid fan base of at least half a dozen people. <laughs> and growing every day. And growing every day. We soon to be a dozen, hopefully. Please tell your friends about Hero Talk. <laughs> Please. Please do. Please. <laughs> Tell your friends. Have them listen. We sound so pathetic. Rate, rate us on iTunes, please. Pretty please. Could you please rate us on iTunes and download? And... You can't see me, but I'm pouting right now. Yeah. Could you please? <laughs> and batting my eyes. Maybe Point Streak, too. I don't know. I don't give a crap about Point Streak, but tell your friends about Hero Talk. <laughs> and the Attic. That's, that's, yeah, and the Attic. <laughs> Point Streak's your cross to bear, Jeff. Listen, I got my own stuff going on over here. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. So interestingly enough, I'm just going to point one less fact out before we close this out. So Vanessa Williams, who was thought to be uh, one of the roles for Tina Carlyle, does have a uh, a track on the soundtrack. Really? Yeah. So oh, that, that's all. That. Yeah, that's all I have. Uh, Jim Carrey's <laughs> on the soundtrack. He's Cuban Pete. Like I think a couple of different uh, versions of it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, there we go. That's it. All right. So that was the mask, and mercifully, this one's over. And <laughs> It, hopefully, if, if if prayers are truly answered, this will actually have recorded and I'll have a finished episode by the time we're done here. If not, then we're going to do this a third time and we're going to make it count, people. All right. Um, so, Jeff, Jen, hey, thanks for being on Hero Talk. Thanks for having us. No problem. All right. Another fun episode. On behalf of my panel, I just want to thank everyone out there for listening. If you want to listen to any more of our podcasts, including the highly acclaimed, by somebody I'm sure, Point Streak podcast... <laughs> Somebody out there must have highly acclaimed it at some point in time. We have positive reviews on iTunes. Somebody has to have said something nice about Point Streak. And it's out there. And if you want to be as cool as that person... And if you're a gamer... And if you're a gamer, mm-hmm. I know this is not the gamer podcast, but if you're a gamer and you want to learn about uh, gaming and the issues that concern gamers, did I get that right? <laughs> yes, you did. Yeah. <laughs> For a podcast on gaming and the issues that concern gamers, you need to check out Point Streak, which is on every other week, and it's a great way to kill time between hero talks. 
Uh, also, if you're interested in horror and all things horror related, you can check out The Attic, which is on Enthusiacs.com every Monday. Uh, and all our other content, including our YouTube channel, where Axelon, King of the Let's Plays, has mm-hmm. at least four to five videos up every single day. I'm not really sure what his day job is, but at this point I'm convinced it's actually playing video games and posting them on YouTube. Uh, we are on Twitter, at Enthusiacs. We're on Facebook, uh, Enthusiacs. We're YouTube is Enthusiacs again. Uh, we are not on Instagram. I just joined Instagram. I don't think I'm going to stay on Instagram. I don't. I. I, I just realized there's no, nothing fan. much. There's nothing much on Instagram for me. You're supposed to take pictures of the food that you eat every day. That <laughs> I picked up. Yes. Selfies. That yeah. doesn't sound like something that would really rope, Greg. And to be yeah. honest, that's it's, Instagram. That's selfies what I've learned. In- and food. Instagram is selfies and food. And yes. <laughs> I don't like to take pictures of me. Listen, food is business for me. All right, and I'm not going to stop and take pictures because I get, when it's food time, it's business time. Just get it done. Yeah, it's it's time to go to work. So, but anyway, I'm on Instagram. If you can find me, you can follow me. I'm not going to post any pictures of anything, so I don't really see why you would. But I'm there. Um, anyway, I I don't really know why I'm talking about my Instagram, but the really important part is that all of you come right back here for the next Hero Talk. Hero Talk.